Blog Talk Radio. Frank, we're here, and this is our fitness guru. I, you know, he and I were talking about look uh, great looking abs, and we all want to have great looking abs any time of the year, but especially when we're going on vacation, family vacay, and uh, um, you know, being healthy uh, too as well. That's probably the most important thing. So, Frank, I know you get a lot of questions like this. You are, you are the the amazing soul and, and fitness is, is your passion. Um, so what do you think about looking the best and getting the great abs? Does that, is that something that takes a year, or can you do it in a few months, or can you do it at all? That's a, that's a good question. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, anybody can do it if they put their mind to it because it takes discipline like everything, and it takes a lot of discipline. You know, you can't just uh, – you know, do one day and then the next day you go out and you eat a pizza and, you know, chicken wings and have a beer with it. You know, you have to be consistent in order to, to lean up to that point where you see your abdominal muscles coming out and you got to put the work into it. So, you know, if you truly want to see your abdominal muscles and you want to see it um, in the way that, you know, you're, you're proud of it, you have to work towards it. You know, it takes effort. So you have to be able to do all the little things nutrition and the cardiovascular and the weight training and the stretching, you know, to loosen it up. Um, and just, right. you know, also, the, you know, just regular stuff like your, um, your vitamins and nutrients, making sure that you're getting enough in there the way you should be, because, you know, everybody could be lacking certain things that you need to get. So you need to make sure that you're supplementing whatever you're not getting. But it, if you're consistent, it's, gonna happen i mean there is no such thing as an impossible you know you can't have abs type thing uh from certain people that let's say they have poor genetics and so on and so forth you might have a bigger mountain to climb but you can still climb it it's just you got to be able to have the right equipment and tools to be able to to get up there that is a good point because i just got a text from my friend and she's listening to our show uh or your show actually and she says well that just threw there, uh, shoots a hole in my theory that I don't have ab. I was born without ab muscles. <laughs> like, that's funny. Um, so I know it seems like it, right, at times. But so you're saying consistency. Let me ask you this. Do I need to not eat bread if I wanted to? And I want more definition in my abs. Or, you know, can you eat, eat less bread, simple com, uh, carbs are out the door, complex carbs are, are good, right, to a point. Yeah, and complex protein, carbs more are protein. better. Way better than your simple okay. carbs, but the, the key is not not overeating, portion control, proper balance in your meals in the sense that you you got to have the protein to be able to see the muscle because if you're not getting the protein in, then you're not building the muscle. The muscle is constantly being broken down for energy. So you got to have your proteins in. I mean, you can do it as a vegetarian too. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be animal protein or anything like that. But the more that you are building your body in the sense the the better it'll come out on the definition and the results that you see. So you have to be able to work it from all angles. Um, like I said, the car, okay. how many, you know, people, you know, that walk around all day, you know, for the most part, like they're, they're low level activity, but they walk a lot and they do a lot of stuff outside. They're, they're typically skinny. They're not, overweight unless they're literally eating at McDonald's three or four times a day or drinking 
you know, a case of beer every night or something like that. Usually, typically, those people are skinny. So the cardiovascular part of just constant activity is, you know, a simple thing. Um, you know, unless your job doesn't permit that, then you got to be able to find the other balances that you can. Like I said, the proper portion control, eating more small little meals in a sense and drinking a ton of water so you can, you know, help your body out from that standpoint. But at some point or another, you, if you're just turning into, you know, essentially a, a sitting down all day, you're turning into like a pile of, of mud because your body's not moving. It's just sitting there and it's moving slow. So your metabolism is slowing down. Your your body's eating its muscle a little bit for energy. So you have to try to figure out a way to, to move more no matter what. Even if your job is sedentary and you're working at a desk at home, you know, you can get a standing desk, you know, and you can um, stretch while you're standing and so forth and still stand in front of there. And then every now and then, you know, turn the camera off and do a couple of squats or whatever it is. Um, just move around, you know, and drink water, and you'll see that that alone is a, a big difference from sitting to standing if you're sitting all day. Um, and, you know, in the, on your lunch, go for a power walk, you know, or a jog or a run or, or a bicycle ride or something or whatever, you know, for 30 minutes. And, you know, do, it doesn't take long to eat, you know, so you can, you can eat and scarf your food down, you know, pretty quick spend the rest of the time moving around if your job is very sedentary. So you have to, you have to factor in everything around your lifestyle that are you getting enough in to be able to, to get the results that you want. And, you know, usually the answer okay. is pretty obvious. So, you know, if you, you know your job is really sedentary, you're, you're going to have to find ways to try to not make it so sedentary so you can, you know, increase your mobility while you work. One, you know, even if it's putting a, a Bluetooth headset on and walking around in circles in your office um, and or, like I said, the power lunch, uh, before work, going for a walk, jog, run, uh, you know, bicycle rides, also after work, doing the same thing. Like those little things, like it, it takes not that much time when you really factor it in all the time that typically people are watching TV or, or sitting reading or on their phone or something else. But you have the time. You just got to put it as a priority. And when you put it as a priority, you'll you'll see the results guaranteed. Um, you know, the easiest thing to control is, is nutrition, your diet, because that's where you can, you know, you can eat 500 calories in, you know, a minute essentially. But, you know, it's going to take you an hour of power walking to be able to, you know, burn off 500 calories or, or 30 minutes of a, a pretty fast jog, you know, to be able to burn off 500 calories. So it takes a lot more time to burn it off than it does to put it in. So you have to put your, you know, your nutrition and your eating is probably the number one thing to be able to help you get towards that goal. And if you're eating, you know, like crap, essentially, you're not going to have a lot of energy. So you're killing yourself from that standpoint. So if you're eating foods that are giving you energy and you're eating the proper portion, Typically, you're not going to want to sit still much in the office because you got energy kind of bouncing off of you that, you know, you're fidgeting, you want to do something, so so. So, you know, use that energy. Walk around the room, you know, do a couple of squats standing in, and sitting in your chair as far as just not using your arms. And you stand up, you sit down. You stand up, you sit down. Do that about 20 times, and you'll feel your legs starting to, to work. Um, you know, and as that right. gets easy, you can you know, keep like a couple of uh, dumbbells in the office and 
you know, you can do a few other exercises in there. It, it doesn't take a whole much. It's more about doing a lot of a little something than doing, you know, just right. a little bit of a lot. Like you have to, to, to try to figure out what works best for you. So, you know, when you really factor it in, if you kind of look at your whole situation, um, there's, there's ways to do it. You just got to be committed. And the more you do it, the more it becomes addictive and the more, just like anything, it becomes a habit and the better you'll feel and the better you feel, the more energy you have, the easier it'll get. And the, you know, that more that comes, the more you're going to want to do and the more you're going to want to challenge yourself. And, you know, as long as you know how to challenge yourself, you'll continue to see the results, you know, because a lot of times what happens too is with a lot of people, they, they start getting on to those easy stuff, easy things that they're doing, but then they, they plateau, right. they're stuck, they get bored, you know, or it's too easy or, or it's just boring because they've been doing the same thing for too long. So you're not changing it up. You know, you got to be creative, maybe do a little bit of research, talk to a professional, um, have somebody give you ideas, you know, but it's one of those things where, don't don't do the same thing all the time because I don't know about you, but I get bored as hell if I'm doing the same thing all the time. So I have to uh, figure out ways to change it up and and cre- you know create some type of uh, different stimulation to my body in the sense where I'm doing a different exercise or um, you know doing a different cardiovascular you know and music you know I've talked about that in the other podcasts. But also music that gets your blood, you know, flowing and your your mind racing and and gets you moving because you know that's the simplest thing. If you got that going, your body typically starts uh, wanting to do stuff too, whether it's getting up and dancing or or so on and so forth. So you have to focus on the things that are going to help you and try to get rid of the things that are hindering you or making it more difficult, and it'll start you know, moving forward, it'll just snowball and you'll see that it'll be easier and easier. You'll start seeing your, your stomach slim down and you'll start seeing yourself getting stronger and stronger. I love that. I do. I really love that. That, that, that is amazing. So, um, like I said, uh, my, my uh, friend is still listening to, um, here's a question she asked. Uh, can you, and I know the answer to this because you've told me before, you can have a cheat day, right? But you got, you like, you need to develop consistency. So the discipline and consistency, that's the key, what I'm hearing you say, which I know with anything that you do, you do it to do well, you got to be consistent and have discipline. So can you have a cheat day, uh, you know, or can you have a cheat day and then go exercise to help when you do have a cheat day, but you got to be consistent with exercise what you just said too as well. Yeah, uh, cheat days are kind of a way to reset your body with your metabolism so you can keep it moving at a high pace. Um, But it's, you know, more of, I like to call it a cheat meal, you know, just for dinner so that you don't want to cheat all day um, because you'll feel like crap the next day. But, you know, if you cheat just your your dinner or if you want to go out and have fun and um, have some drinks and, you know, so on and so forth or whatever, you know, that, that one day out of the week, then, you know, that's that's fine. You know, it, it, your body can handle it. It's just a matter of getting back on track the next day and, and pushing it. And, you know, and typically it, it's funny, the better shape you get in, the more you kind of fight doing that because you don't want to cheat because you want to keep seeing the results. But 
I'm a believer in, you know, that cheat meal at least once a week. Um, it, it makes a difference on overall your physique because it resets your metabolism. Um, so, you know, for, for me, it's always like barbecue. I love barbecue. Um, but I don't get to have it every week in a sense. So, but when I can, I'll, I'll binge on it because I, I love barbecue. And, you know, the next day, like you're not that, if it's for dinner, uh, I'm not that hungry for breakfast. I eat a lighter breakfast. You get moving and walking around and, you know, you, your digestive system takes over. And next thing you know, it's like you, you never ate it in a sense, the way your, your body looks and feels because you, you already, you know, pushed it away essentially. So if you're having it only, you know, once a week and that cheat, you know, meal or so on and so forth, your body will, will easily um, stay high on its metabolism and it'll digest it and you'll be fine the next day. Um, or if you're going to a party for lunch or a birthday party or so on and so forth or whatever on the weekend, you know, same thing, same idea. But the rest of the week, like, for the most part, you have to be as strict as possible. Um, nobody's perfect. You know, everybody's going to make mistakes and so on and so forth. But it's about the, you know, chasing the carrot, essentially. So the more that you are chasing the carrot and trying to, to do well, the better the results will come and the faster they'll come. Um, and right. also not dwelling on, you know, you can't dwell on the negative. You know, if you had a, a, a moment of weakness or whatever, you know, that's fine. Just get back on the horse and, you know, keep going because, you know, last thing you want to do is kind of have that, that low point, um, create a chain effect and then you have many low points. So, you know, you want to stay on, on those highs as much as possible by, keeping yourself on track and if you you know you end up having a mistake or you're you're desperate to cheat um go ahead and do it you know get give into it once but then get right back on track you got to keep your mind set on like i said chasing the carrot so you realize that you know you, you can't always be perfect uh but you know you want to try to do it as much as possible and the more you do it the better you'll feel and the closer and closer you get to that goal the easier it will be to not cheat like I said, because the uh, right. the better the results you start getting, the more you kind of start getting very uh, almost narcissistic and, and vain. You start looking at all the little things, and you start seeing, you know, your your clothes that were, you know, when you were overweight, that they're starting to get really loose. Your uh, your your weight's going down. You know, you, you feel better. You have a lot more energy. Your strength is improving. You're starting to see definition come out in your body from a muscular toning standpoint. So all these things are positive motivators, and, you know, you got to take those and, and use those, you know, use those motivators. Don't, like I said, focus on the negative. If you have a setback one day, your, your weight all of a sudden went up and it doesn't make sense, well, it doesn't always make sense, but for the most part, you know, it, it's going in the right trajectory. So just, you know, don't focus on that. Just keep doing what you're doing, and it'll go back down. You know, it, you just have to keep the progress going, you know, in a positive way, and you'll see the, the results the way you want it. You know, I'm going to – I agree with you on the 100% on that one. And I'll tell you, I, that, that's amazing. But, um, like, I, you know, I, I, my abs look pretty good. I'd be better. But if somebody wants to develop their arms, I think arms for women sometimes can be challenging. Maybe not so much for men, right, or maybe, you know. But – Women in their arms, right? I don't want anything to wave when I'm waving at somebody except my hands, not the flap, right? So, and okay. I don't have flabby arms, so, but, you know what I mean? But how, do you, do you understand, do you do, 
how do you develop your arms? Do you need more weight? Do you need more uh, rep repetition or do you need less repetition and more weight? Um, do, you, do you have an idea about it? I know you do. Do you have a thought on that? Because uh, I was going to yeah, ask you that. Yeah, I'm a big believer in, uh, in balance in the sense that uh, when it comes to toning, you know, you need to have endurance and strength and power. You know, you work in all phases uh, because they're, they're different muscle fibers, you know, that are in your, your muscle itself. And, you know, some people are more geared. Your power muscles are typically your, your larger muscles in the sense that you look at, like, sprinters and people that do the Olympic um, lifts and so on and so forth. Those guys are really big and strong and, and muscular, and same thing with the women. Like, they're really cut up and big and ripped. Um, whereas you look at the marathon runners, they're, they're skinny and thin and uh, toned, right. but they're, they're skinny. Uh, so that it's completely different type of muscles. I like to try to be somewhere in the middle, like the, the decathlon, you know, type people or whatever, where uh, you're training in all realms where you have endurance, you have power, you have strength. You know, you're not doing one or the other, but you can do all of them in that sense. And when you do that also, it's it's fun because it breaks up monotony um, because you're constantly changing up the way you work out. You know, one week you might be working on just doing a, a lot of reps, like 30 reps on everything you're doing, and you're pushing yourself from an endurance standpoint, keeping your rest time very low, and working on your breathing and, and your form and your technique and everything else. And then another week, it might be just raw strength, you know, how many times you can, uh, how much weight, rather, you can lift something up one to three times, just really heavy in a safe and effective technique manner, uh, and really pushing your strength. And another uh, week, it might be the all the power exercises, your, you know, barbell cleans, your barbell snatches, your, your dumbbell clean snatches, so on and so forth, um, jump squats, box squats, you know, all those type of stuff. Uh, stuff. So there are different muscle fibers that do that. And when you change it up like that, too, it, it leaves you sore more often because uh, your body's constantly right. breaking down and repairing itself because it's challenging it in a different way. And the more you're able to do that, the more that the body is trying to build muscle to help it support what you're doing. So, like I said, you, you have a combination okay. of, like, the endurance, so, like, the marathon runner to the power, like, the sprinter, so just the raw strength in the sense where you feel strong and, and you're building like the, uh, the whatchamacallit, the, uh, I, I can't think of the word right now, but how, how uh, strong just like from a tensile strength your muscles are. Um, like if you look at a cable compared to a rope, a cable stronger, so on and so forth. So it's essentially you're making your muscle fibers just thicker and stronger, but they're the same size when you work into the, that, that phase. So it, everything works your body differently, but I like to have balance and, you know, even just doing balance itself, like yoga and just stabilization exercises, that's working your muscles as well in a, in a different manner. So I like to change it up as much as possible because I, I hate monotony and I like to challenge my body as much as possible. And my clients enjoy that too because it, it doesn't get monotonous. You know, to me, there's nothing worse than a trainer that I'll train his client, and he'll just do three sets of 10, three sets of 10, three sets of 10 on everything they do. Like, uh, like he just read it out of a magazine, and they're just copying it over and over again. You know, you have to, you have to use your mind, your creativity, and, and try to challenge that client. You know, it doesn't matter if they're 
you know, over 80 years old, they need power muscles, you know, because they, they have to get in and up out of a chair. That's a power movement without using your arms. It's not a slow strength. It's it's a power movement um, to, you know, just right. picking something up off the ground for that 80-year-old person. You know, picking up something that's 10 pounds is a strength movement, you know, in that sense, to balancing and control for that person that's, you know, 80 years old so they don't fall over if they lose their balance so on and so forth. Same thing with a, a young teenager. You know, they, they're just developing their body. Um, so all those realms haven't even been crossed yet to just your, your average person in their 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s that, you know, they, they train their body that way. They're way less likely to get injured um, on their daily activities of the things that they do. I agree with you. That's a great point. I agree 100% with your, what you're saying. So, like, so you don't want to get stuck, stuck on doing a strength workout. You would, like, for, for instance, you're saying, like, uh, one week or three days you do power power, power workouts. Uh, then you do, like, maybe the next few days you do a strength workout. And then uh, maybe a few days later you do endurance, correct? Something like that? Is that that's what you're saying? Like, shake it up a little bit? Yeah, yeah, that's the way I like to do it. As long as you're doing it in a safe, controlled manner as far as technique and your uh, the exercises that you're choosing to do uh, according to what your body is able to do and you're, uh, you know, paying attention to your body and, and in the sense that, like, if your knees are hurting you, squats might not be the best thing on that day. You might be better off doing um, leg press or something else, you know, in general or uh, trying to do more yoga type exercises, so on and so forth. So you know you have to you have to pay attention to your body too. I'm not a big believer in uh, you know if you're having knee pain, you push through it because uh, you know your body's trying to tell you something. So you know you got to investigate why are you having knee pain? Is it because the muscles are tight? You just need more uh, myofascial release and stretching and stuff like that uh, because you're not doing enough of that. Is it uh, dehydration? Is it uh, your nutrition is it because you overworked it the last workout? Um, is it because you're you're just out of shape? You know all these factors come into it, and then you gotta try to figure out, okay, how can we overcome this? You know how can we adapt and overcome so we can get this exercise eventually, which is important for your body, um, to to be able to do. And you know for some people you can do it, for some people you can't. Some people just have you know arthritis in their knees and they can't do the squats, so we got to change it to other exercises. So we we adapt and overcome to you know doing different things that they can do to keep their their legs strong, so they can support themselves and you know decrease the amount of pain that they have as much as possible. But yeah, it's it's all about shaking it up because you know like I said, who likes monotony? I mean, some people like routine, but to me like that's a very small percentage of people when it comes to exercise because it just gets extremely boring. That's why so many people quit, you know, exercising, whether it's the gym or so on and so forth, it's because they get bored as hell because they're, you know, they start seeing results initially and then they plateau and they're bored because they're doing the same stuff and they, they stop going and exercising because they, they're bored. They want to do something different. Right. Right, I get it, and and there's no reason why they shouldn't, um, and I and I I understand shaking it up like you're saying. Then the other thing, question I had for you because I was listening, and uh, I noticed I'll help people that are listening now or later. Uh, you said something about vitamins and and you know and and stuff like that. So I don't mean stuff like that, I, but vi- vitamins. Do you take a, a do you take a vitamin tablet? 
do you do you do that or do you do you just try to get it from your food because you know sometimes it's hard to get it from your food i think everything from your food don't you yeah i think everybody needs to take a uh, vitamin supplement from that standpoint because yeah it's it's almost impossible to get it all from food so you have to be able to uh supplement from that standpoint but you know your your food is obviously your your main source you want to try to get as much as you can from that but nobody gets enough you know essentially from it so you have to be able to to supplement to be able to uh feel better and when you do then you see a difference like you feel a little difference it's not a huge difference it's a little difference but like you know it, it takes a lot of little sand pebbles to fill up a jar so you know it's not just you know filling it up with big rocks where you have all these gaps in a sense of, you know that that analogy right. they say you can fill up a jar with rocks but you have all this empty space in between you got to fill it up with all the little things in a sense and just those little things add up until you know you're you're fill that jar up so you got to do that and you'll you'll see a difference okay that, so that that's cool i, I agree I, I get you and, and totally understand what you're saying there um and so one of the other things that that i um cardiovascular how much cardiovascular do you do you need to to really get going whether it's riding a bike doing a treadmill doing uh running doing whatever i mean skating rollerblading uh how how much do you do, and do you t- keep your heart rate checked? Because everybody has a heart rate monitor now, whether it's a watch or something, right? So what's your thoughts on that? Yeah. Because I always thought you had to get your rate up to speed your metabolism up. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know. So. Well, I think for the most part, um, people need to look at it more of the minimum you need to do because there is no really maximum. Um, you can do as much as you you your body can take you know the more you do the better you'll feel the better results you'll see um but for the most part like you, you need to do at least a minimum of you know 20 or 30 minutes of walking around a day at, at a bare minimum but the, again the more you do the better so you know if you can jog if you can run if you can do an hour so on and so forth um in your heart rate zone is ideal uh to be able to, to push it there for the heart strength of the body but when it comes to, like I said, getting in, just losing fat and getting in shape, um, your body is, is, everybody's body is different from that standpoint. But when you see people that are very active, walking around a lot and so on and so forth, that don't even exercise, but they just walk around a lot uh, throughout the day, those people are typically thin. So, you know, your your body, if you wanted to, to you know, lose weight, you have to move around. The more, the better. So the, there really isn't a, a a maximum. There's just more of a minimum. You know, you want to be able to, to at least for people that are really sedentary in their lifestyle and are really sedentary with their occupation. You know, you got to go for a walk 20 or 30 minutes a day at the very least, just for your health. But when it comes to getting right. you know in in shape, um, the more, the better. There is no maximum from that standpoint. You know, unless you're doing high intensity. And you're trying to get more into doing like the the uh, sprint walk or, or sprints in general, and doing the hit programs and all that stuff. Then that's that's different. That's when you would get more specific um, on your rest times and everything, and how much you're doing, so you don't overtrain. But when it comes to jogging, running, um, walking, there, there there is no maximum. You know, you just got to pay attention to your body on what it can handle, and make sure you're giving it proper recovery. Okay. So heart rate, your heart rate, get your heart rate up. You're saying, 
and the maximum there's no maximum just you know get it get it going you like a good time because somebody just asked me it's a good time to good thing to start if you're just starting out it's 20 or 30 minutes is that what she wants to know will that work I, they're they're on there tight texting me questions so i'll just read them um is that a good thing to do to have yeah it'll help getting you get you going but like i said that the more the better if you get the time to do an hour on some days do an hour you know but the the stretching afterwards especially when you're a beginner is just as important because you're going to have ankle pain, calf pain, knee pain, back pain possibly, all that type of stuff because your body's not used to doing um, this exercise. So you have to stretch it out after when you're done to avoid as much pain as possible and drink and take a bottle of water with you and drink a lot of water um, on the way. If it's really hot outside, you know, drink Gatorade. Uh, if you're sweating a lot when you're, when you're walking or, or jogging, uh, but in general, yeah, if you can do more on certain days, do more. You know, it's it that the minimum you want to get is that 20 to 30 minutes. Like I said, there there is no maximum. I mean, you, you got people think about it the wrong way in a sense because of the, you know, American right. heart surgeons, guidelines, all that stuff. It's, you know, it tells you the, the minimum you should get a day, da, da, da. Nothing ever tells you the maximum you should get a day because there really isn't a maximum. It's just how, how strong do you want your heart to be, how, how much endurance do you want how good of results do you want so and so forth so on certain days if you got more time do it like i said put that music on and and just go if you got you know two hours you know do an hour do another 20 minutes of stretching maybe do a a couple of uh calisthenics and do a little bit of uh strength training with that and then you know eat a really healthy meal afterwards and you'll feel great you know you just have to Put the time in where you can. You know, if if you got trapped on an island and you had no choice but to build shelter and survive, you wouldn't be thinking about, man, I got to move around just 20 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day. Like you're you're moving around, you know, 10 to to 16 hours a day easily to survive, to try to do stuff, to build shelter and all that stuff. And I guarantee you're going to lose weight like there's no tomorrow if you're stranded on an island, you know, doing all that stuff. So it's one of those things where you got to think about it of. How much time can I commit today to to doing? Um, and don't look at right. it as a like I said a, a a maximum. Look at it as I have 20 minutes here, I have 30 minutes there, so on and so forth. Once you do it, like I said, it becomes addictive, and you start having more energy, and you'll want to do more and more and more, and you'll feel great. You just got to put the change the mindset of I only need to do 30 minutes a day to how much can I do today when you're getting in shape? Because uh, you, you watch even those shows, like The Biggest Loser and all those stuff, are, they're not doing just 30 minutes a day. They're doing hours a day. I mean, they're living it on a ranch and in a gym to be able to do it, so it's different. But nonetheless, it's 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 what you want to do. So if you want to be able to get there, you got to do it. Okay, and I agree with you 100% on that one. So let me ask you a question. Some I work out sometimes twice a day. I run and then I'll go running on the beach. Is that okay? You're saying it is, but I want to double check, right? Yeah. Yeah, you just got to, like I said, read your body. Pay attention to your body. If your body's telling you you're hurting, if it's, you know, your knees are hurting or something like that, or don't push through. Try to stretch them loose, see if it helps, and then if you can keep running after that, then you do it. Um, but you just got to pay attention to your body. So when your body needs more rest, then you give it more rest. Um, when it, it doesn't, then you can, you know, you can push it a little bit more. So you know, I, I know people that run, you know, seven to, to 12 miles a day every day, you know, and Not they much. don't take a rest day uh-huh. at all. But 
Everybody body well, everybody's body is different. You know, some people can only run, you know, yeah. a mile a day. Some people can only walk a mile a day. You know, it just depends on the person. I hear you, and I, you know, I can, I usually do two in the morning, and sometimes I'll do a couple in the evening, but anyway, everyone's different, like you said. We circled around about at physical activity. Thank you. There's a couple questions that you answered, and uh, I appreciate it, and we're, I told you, Faith's going to be the trainer uh, and doing, working out online so you guys can get in excellent shape, and uh, everything can jiggle, because you'll be by yourself or with your sweetheart, and Frank will be uh, putting videos together to teach you. Anyway, we, we love you, Frank. You are an amazing soul here at Angel Coaches. And um, and so he's going to do some wonderful things on the physical part, uh, mind, body, spirit, and on the body part. And uh, meditation is key, too. Sometimes when you exercise, it's a form of meditation. Don't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Good deal. Well, you guys, exciting to talk to you. We will see you next. And we missed rank a couple of weeks, and that was my problem, my fault, whatever. But uh, we're glad you're back, and we're glad about what you're going to do. And we, uh, Frank, do you want to close it out? Because I just about did. I'm sorry. I usually get you to close it out, or you like closing it out. But go ahead. Um, yeah, everybody, it, out, it was uh, you know, another fun podcast. I'm enjoying this. Uh, you know, I hope what we said today helps you out. Um Keep tuning in. We'll keep giving advice and try to make everything uh, go. So everybody have a great day, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye.